0: Gallup is spreading the news. Mayor Adams learned his lesson. And we're going to talk a little bit about an agenda. Remember, Monday's are theological, spiritual talk. We're going to talk about something dark. All this and more on the Self-Evident Podcast. it's the self-evident podcast what are they going to talk about so let me tell you what we're going to talk about after i tell you to go to the self-evident truth.com get yourself some merch don't forget to like subscribe share i'm giving you all this right at the beginning you're probably going to click done anyways it's mike uh, no, no father today no no Fasha. fasha has gone no fascia Some of you may know it. He left us, abandoned the podcast, so it's us now. (laughs) He'll be back on Friday. Um, If you forgot, we actually record two of them at once, and uh, he's out of commission today. Nothing horrible or terrible. He's just he's not here today. So it's all good. You got me. You you had me on Friday, and you got me today. It's it's a Mike extravaganza. Yeah, Friday was awesome. Thank you. It was so good. Yes. Yes, thank you. Appreciate that. It was. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Are we ready to get into it? Text to give. Text to give. Yes. Nathan, you're up. All right. So you're going to text the word give to 772-242-0299. That is the word give to 772-242-0299. Text the word give. And if you got to scroll back to get that phone number, do it. <laughs> text to give. You got it. We We gave it to you. Use it. It's there. Your, your phone is so easy. You're just do, 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 done. I help self-evident go to where they need to go. We're going to be, well, we, we, royal we, actually, Massey and Carrie are going to be in Nevada uh, this coming weekend. So if you're in the Nevada area, you know, California, Wyoming, Maine, wherever, Nevada area, head on out. Go see them. Go to our Facebook page to get yourself some details. Get the details. Also, uh, we got homeschool season coming up. Man, all you homeschoolers, you listen, you watch, all of that, we're coming for ya. you. You better watch out. We're coming for you. Cannot wait to see you guys. Uh, we love going to those things. They're fun. They're fun. I'm honestly, I get bummed when I don't go. <laughs> but you no, know, it's just fun uh, taking a three day trip. It, it honestly it's like is. Talking to people. Yeah, getting hotel. to meet, meet everybody, getting to ma- build yeah. relationships, hang out. Um, Honestly, I don't always go because, I mean, plane tickets are expensive. So sometimes it's Carrie that goes with Massey. Sometimes it's me that goes with Massey. Usually we bring one of the boys as well. So come on out wherever homeschool convention you are a part of. Maybe you're thinking, "Ah, I don't really need to go. We have people who have no need to go. Their kids are grown. They're done with the whole thing. And they still come out to get away as a couple. But then they come hang out with us. We have several couples that do that. They're like, well, we're going to see Self-Evident. We love it. We love you guys. And those of you know who we're talking to. So there. Anyways, let's get into it. Let's do it. all approved. women are crazy. Simple as that. What else can I say? So now what they proved was a young women and senior women's liberal identity shot up 11 points since 1999. Middle-aged women have become more liberal but not as strong, and men have changed less but are slightly more liberal. So as a nation, more people identify as conservative, 36%, versus liberal, 25%, and moderates are at 36%. Long-term average for conservatives, about 38%. Liberal, it's one point shy of its all-high... All time high. Bottom line, women are going more liberal as time goes on. Women, men are tending to stay about the same. They're raising slightly, but it's kind of like this. You know, what's the point? Why would you cover that? I think it's important to know the demographics and to understand why the demographics are happening the way they are. Especially in the conservative movement, those of you who are creating content, those of you who are, who are trying to give a voice to the conservative movement, you got to understand, voices matter. Words matter, teachings matter, and, and the generations matter. Now, there's been reports that Gen Z is actually becoming more conservative than previous generations. So don't think that you're not doing something continue to pursue messaging in a way that is palatable. I think, especially as Christians, we decide, well, if I package a message at all, it's useless. I've, I've hollowed it out, and it's not genuine. And I have this conversation with people when I talk about them being on camera. We're going to do an experiment. We're going to do a little analogy here. I'm going to present one or two sentences in two different ways. And I want you to tell me which is more influential, which gravitates you. Ready? Yes. Jesus Christ died for your sins. He loves you. He wants you to come to him. So, Number one, Jesus Christ died for you. He died for your sins, and he is calling you to come to him now. Which one has more gravitas? Well, your voice in the second one and the ways in the second one are very <laughs> much more influential. Much of the, See? Much more influential. Yeah, it's the tone. It's the tone. It's the energy. If I say I'm emotional about something, but I don't present it, you don't buy it. If I go, I am so torn up about that airplane that crashed and all those people died, you don't buy me. You're like, full of crap. You don't care. Emotion matters, and I tell people, you know how everybody used to make the joke that camera added, you know, 10 pounds to everybody? I always say camera diminishes expression by about 20%, because people get on the camera, and they think they're being expressive, when in reality, they're being like this. And, well, they raise their voice, so they must be interesting. No, you have to actually produce expression and Your messaging matters. It has to be palatable. It has to be high-level content. Because people will swipe away, people won't look at it, and you can say, oh, well, then you're dressing up the Holy Spirit. Not necessarily. Maybe I'm so moved by the Holy Spirit and I'm allowing myself to emote it that it's connecting and resonating with people. Emotions are powerful. And we've got to do away with this Puritan idea That you have to be as stoic as possible, and that's the only way that you're going to be honest about how you feel. It's junk. So to wrap it all up, pay attention to your messaging, conservatives. If everything, I'm going to step on toes with this, fine. If all of your messaging is parchment paper backgrounds, American flags, and bald eagles, you're probably not pulling in the younger generations. It may speak to you because it provides the value that you have. You're showing your value. It does not speak to the younger generations. I don't listen to it. I'll be honest. I tend to want to swipe away if I see American flag, parchment paper over it, bald eagle, and we've done it as self-evident. And I'm not, I'm not knocking us or anybody else for doing it, but there is a time and a place where you have to move on with your messaging and how it looks because people are a swipe generation. We swipe away immediately. We make millisecond judgments, especially on shorts, reels, all that. Beware of your messaging. Churches. We point the finger at churches. Oh, they're they're modern. Yeah, but what they're doing was modern at one point. So you're just mad that they haven't caught up to modernity. Did you know there were arguments about whether or not an organ should be allowed in a church to accompany voices as they sang hymns? There was a debate whether they should only sing a cappella or whether the organ could accompany And then all of a sudden it was, well, should we have guitars or not? Should we have electric guitars or not? Should we have lights or not? I'm not saying that you win somebody to salvation with production. I'm saying that you foster an environment where they may have interest and then the Holy Spirit can do its work. I've got a whole lot more I could say about that, but, you know, come at me, bro. That's fine. Number two. Mayor Adams learned his lesson. Never underestimate the crime family ethos of our politicians. I I had somebody in the comments the other day say that Trump was the most soulless uh, politician possible. And I said, man, that's quite a foot race to that title. And he gave his argument while he feels Trump is more soulless than anybody else. But I think the Biden crime family gives a run for his money. And I'm not saying that Trump is this upstanding gentleman. But uh, Eric Adams, the guy who criticized the Biden administration over that border stuff, the, the guy who suddenly got hit with a sexual assault investigation and campaign finance investigation within a couple weeks after criticizing the Biden administration, that guy, uh, he seems to have learned his lesson, folks. Now he's starting a program for migrants. says $53 million cash for migrants program. Who's he paying off? But he clarified that the funds from taxpayers to migrants will be in the form of prepaid food cards not amex credit cards he believes this will help reduce waste and claims it will cut costs by 20% versus handing money out to people the cards will have 350 bucks on them a month which is almost 40% more than new york's snap payments of course he's asking the state to cover 50% of the costs associated with all these illegals and new york is expecting costs to exceed 10.6 billion by the summer of 2025 The state dedicated $2 billion, but Adams complained that wasn't enough. Does everybody see it? You see where the argument is now? How much to give these people? And he is truly flying the middle finger to New Yorkers saying, yeah, you're having trouble paying your bills. Uh, Here's your snap card. We're going to give them more. Why? They're a future voter base. They are a future voter base. They are census people. They are for you, Democrats. They're in your hands, Democrats. It's all about you, Democrats. This is insane i I don't even want to say any more about this is crazy. uh <laughs> New Yorkers, Democrat voters, you've been played guys. We at least as Republicans, we've known for a long time our party doesn't support us now that's almost worse. Because we end up uh, still voting for the guys. But Democrats, they're not here for you. They're here for their power structure. You're the ones that want to tear down the power structure. Stop supporting it. Stop supporting this movement. All right, number three. California wokeifies its kindergartners. This is a good one. So they've only invested to earn a Bay Area, low-income, low-performing elementary school, invested only $250,000 uh, with a for-profit contract called Woke California, started by a non-binary early educator named Akia Gross, who, of course, uses they-them pronouns. She considers herself an abolitionist early educator, Cultural organizer and creator, currently innovating ways to resist, heal, liberate, and create. She has declared, this is what she said, I believe the United States has no right to exist. I believe every settler colony who has committed genocide against Native peoples, against Indigenous peoples, has no right to exist. Y'all the demons. Y'all are the villains. We've been trying to end y'all, get free of y'all. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse you. (laughs) Three year contract, quarter of a million dollars to this person. You're paying your you're you're paying for your own demise. That's ridiculous. Four and at million? least I know where she stands. She's not trying to hide it. I give her credit. Okay. At least she knows where she stands. You may be wondering, so what's this program? What's this abolition program? Two years into the program. The kid's proficiency has fallen to record lows with less than 4% proficient in math and less than 12% proficient in English. Yeah, this has worked out real well. Of course, parents and teachers support it. Now, they want to end whiteness. Whiteness is evil. Which whiteness supposedly is achievement, skill, drive, discipline, ambition, timeliness, order, goodness, tradition, morality, science, math, literature, classic intelligence. All of these seem to be whiteness. Whites aren't even the most successful people in America. No, no, they're not. They're. I think they're like, like number the, three. Yeah, it's like the Asians, right? Asians are number one. I think, uh, like, near Asians or what we would consider Middle Eastern. Yeah. Um, they are number two, I believe. Yeah, uh, whites. Whites are kind of middle of the pack. Um, whites are mid. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we've got our own problems. Yet the finger keeps getting pointed at and us, we're and bad I people. I find it interesting because truly, and you've seen it. Somebody tried to to square away Vivek on this whole whiteness idea. Other people, uh, I think Elon Musk as well. They've tried to say, well, you're perpetuating whiteness. I- I think it's not even like the fact that they say white privilege. Like it's probably the fact that the whites don't believe what they have to say. So they try to say something against the whites. That like, oh my gosh, the whites get all the privileges, which I don't. <laughs> well, it, and they define it, whiteness, as literally that list that I've given. Discipline, ambition, achievement, morality, tradition, math, literature, hard sciences, all of that stuff. So all the stuff you should be doing. All the stuff you should be doing. Well, that's whiteness. We need to get rid of that. You can live in that world. And it seems to be producing that world. If your kids are 4% proficient in math and 12% proficient in English, I think you got a problem. But that's on you. You've ended whiteness. Good for you. This whole education system is called abolitionist education. It moves to dismantle the education system and move towards equity, anti-racism, anti-oppression, and love of... Love of humanity, but only the good ones. Remember, everyone is equal, just that some are more equal than others. Go figure. All right, I am so sorry I forgot our sponsor last time. I am so sorry, guys. I forgot about that too. Do not forget our sponsor, Energy Ops LLC, EnergyOps.us. Go check them out. Charleston, South Carolina, amazing people, veteran-owned, family-minded, small business, lots of values, God-fearing, spirit-filled, low-cost, high-value, however you want to put it. Amazing people. Actually, I had I texted him. He just texted me back. Uh, I just love talking to the guy. Um, but check them out, especially if you're in the Charleston, South Carolina area. I'm in talks with him to get him down to my house. Um, so, again, if you're in the Treasure Coast, let us know. Great people. All right? All right, main topic. I want to talk just for a couple of minutes, and this is going to be a shorter podcast. I want to talk for a couple of minutes about what I call the dark agenda. And I actually kind of came up with this term last podcast because I've been calling it the satanic agenda. And that that tends to have such... <sighs> Uh, presuppositions attached to it. Because when we say satanic agenda, you tend to think Lucifer himself whispering in your ear. And I'm going to call this the dark agenda because it's really just the agenda that is against God. And notice in these stories, let, let, look at Mayor Adams. The guy criticizes the administration They come at him with investigation, so he gets in line and starts paying out money to people who have broken the law to help them be supportive of the party. Look at this woke program. It is truly telling a whole segment of people, we want to end y'all. This is dark agenda. And it's always couched in language of self, language of pleasure, language of Love, tolerance, equity. Notice they'll never say equality. They only say equity now. Where everyone is equal, just some are more equal than others. This dark agenda, when you take back, you sit back, and you look at everything going on with that lens of what's the agenda, you'll, you'll figure something out on this. You'll start to figure out, man, There seems to be an overarching theme at play in this. What that is, is something that is considered the dark agenda, what I'm terming it as, of getting you off track. And the beauty of, or the beauty, the easy hand that Satan has is all he has to do is just get you off track a little bit. And you could walk yourself off the cliff the road is wide that leads to destruction narrow is the path to eternal life few there are that find it that's why your insight has to be on the lord at all costs you cannot decide you're going to get to the lord through this way or through that way or under here or i don't have to worry about that and you may think that i'm i'm speaking legalist jargon i'm not what I'm saying is there is a standard of righteousness. Remember, the law is a tutor of things to come, Christ. So the law was pointing, is a law is a tutor. The law is a shadow. It's pointing to Christ, which means Christ is the physical embodiment of the law and prophets fulfilled. He said this. So when you look at Christ, Christ. What you're actually looking at is the physical representation of fulfillment of all the law and the prophets, everything that God laid down through word. The reason we at Self-Evident are so strong on this idea is because if you compromise, if you get off, you're standing in disobedience to the Lord. That's not Christ-like. And so it's very important to understand what are the standards of the Lord, and Christ is transforming you, but you have the right to say yes or no. You have that free will. The dark agenda is there to confuse and create chaos in the society. It's trying to mess with society at all times. It's trying to get the lemmings to run off the cliff. And your pleasures are a big way for it to pull you. When we're in the midst of desire, it is so easy to just go with it because your body is fighting against your spirit. Flesh is warring against spirit. Again, flesh is in that dark agenda mode. And sometimes I get frustrated because people are like, oh, Satan tempted me with, with lust again. He didn't need to. Your body is real good at doing that on its own, and you've probably trained yourself that way too. You've gone down that road. Solomon talks about the young man who turns the corner and walks the street past the harlot's house think about that he turned the corner and walked past her house gentlemen how often do we do that well, I, w- I won't look at anything i'll uh, I'll just you know go to this site I won't look at anything though I'll just scroll through my computer late at night. You lie to yourself. You're looking to be enticed. You're looking for that that temptation to spark up, so then you can throw up your hands and go, oh, "I can't! I can't fight it! I just got to give in." That's a dark agenda. The dark agenda is to rope you in and pull you, and notice in. Proverbs, Solomon says, her stares lead to death. This is why when you're looking at all the culture, why we even talk about politics and culture is what we're trying to point out are there's that thread of dark agenda there. There's where you get off principle there. There's where you compromise there. We're trying to point these things out so you can avoid the minefield. When you keep your eyes on Christ and you keep your eyes on the Lord, you start to recognize that stuff for what it really is. You see the illusion behind it, so that way you know, I can't go that way, I've got to go this way. And I'm, I'm encouraging you, if you're not a Christian, but you have interests, you're like, man, what are these Christians talking about? You're talking about some dark agenda thing. What? Pff, I, I just want to do what I want to do. Think about what road that really leads to. If you fulfill all of your desires and pleasures, which the world is telling you to push after, you want a perfect example, go back to Friday's podcast with the whole Planned Parenthood thing. There's a perfect example of what the world wants you to do. Now think about what happens if you chase after that. With everything you are, fulfill yourself as much as you can up to your brim for a decade or two. Where do you land? Are you really a better person? Are you really a more satisfied, contented, uh, deeper, spiritually, more actualized individual? And if you are any sort of honest with yourself, you say, no, probably not. If you ate junk food constantly, how healthy would you be? If you sat on the couch for 24 hours a day, how healthy would you be? We seem to think I can dance with the devil and I won't get hurt. I can stop. No, he stops when he wants to stop. You're along for the ride. And if you go down that path of chasing pleasure instead of looking for principle and looking for truth, you're going to end up in a world of hurt. And for the youth, do not get started. I can't, I can't say that enough. Do not chase after it. I look back at my life and what I've done in my teens and my 20s. Yeah, I gained experience and I learned some hard lessons, but I teach you those lessons hoping you don't have to go through them. Take them on so you don't take take on what I say so you don't have to do it. I've messed up a lot of things in my life. I could be a much different person. I could be much farther ahead. I was too invested in pleasure. And it, it burned me in a lot of ways. What's the secret to it all? Whether you're Christian or not a Christian, what's that secret? Follow Christ and see the dark agenda for what it is. The world does not have your best interest in mind. Most people who are pushing a world agenda... I'm not talking globalist, uh, although thats I would consider that part of the dark agenda. People who have a global or a world agenda in terms of do what you want, be yourself, be your own God. They're trying to justify themselves. And if you can be a part of their movement, then they're justifying themselves. I've, I'm here to save souls. I'm here to point out you're running off a cliff. And it's only Christ who can save you from that. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope you got something out of it. I know it was a short podcast, but I think it's something for you to contemplate and pray about. And if you have not accepted Christ in your life, you've not said, I cannot get to heaven without Christ, it's time to do it. It's time to put down your own path, your own way. It's time to pick up your cross and follow him. Follow him, excuse me. It's time to become a Christian, not in word, but in deed and in truth. It's time to have Christ in your heart. All you have to do. Now, people say, oh, the the prayer, that that doesn't count. But you know if you believe. If you believe, it's time to start talking to Christ. He's the only way. It's the way, the truth, and the life. No one may come to the Father except through Christ. And I invite you, down your life as it was, let him transform you, and know that he died for your sins. And his resurrection was a sealing proof on the fact that he died for you. So I love you all. I pray all of you have a great week. We will see you on Friday. Love you guys. Have a great day.